the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig, the founder of Scottish Football. It's not Craig, it's Laurie! <laughs> People might think that it sounds boring, but it's difficult to sound that boring. It, it, it takes a bit of work to come in with you with a hello. Welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I needed to practice it a bit. I was just like a first go right off the cuff. I, I definitely needed to work at it a bit more. Maybe record <laughs> I wasn't really sure about the accent either. I don't know. <laughs> no, but I, I'm assuming it was some kind of impersonation. Oh, outer Mongolia, Craig. I think I should stick to Yoda. It was about the only one. Yeah. Aye, so Laurie, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks. Nice to be back. It's been a while. It's been about 10, 11 weeks. How long is that? Feels like I've never been away. That's it. Well, you seem to get enough mentions on the podcast anyway. Every week. <laughs> <laughs> I well, it's the only way you can get hearts, hearts-related topics in there. Yeah, no, I've been listening. I've been listening in. Good. When I ha- when I can. Well, to celebrate you coming back, I've decided to to break my no alcohol rule, and I'm sitting with a, a can of lager here, and it's a wee bit of banter because my wife treated me. She was out shopping and she's brought me back Hendry's Scottish Lager. Mm. I don't know if you've seen the Aldi advert. Aldi have adverts? Oh, <laughs> you've not seen it? Oh, well. What channel is that on? <laughs> I don't know, ITV maybe. But the guy, he's talking about like a nice curry. He's got the curry sauce, he's got the rice, and then he brings out four tins of Scottish Lager, Hendry's. So I thought I'll get it for a wee bit of banter. It's okay. Is it cheap? <laughs> Aye, it was, aye, that's it. That's important when it comes to Aldi. <laughs> yeah. Aye, so in this week's podcast, we're going to cover about 15, 15, 16 different games in the SPL over the last week and a bit. We'll get Laurie to pick the Paul Band and we'll look back at how badly I did last week. And then we'll preview the, the final games from the SPL. It's a, a tinge of sadness as we're, we're nearing the end of the season but we'll, we'll, we'll try not to cry too much. So, so going way back, way, way back to last Tuesday, and the game was Hearts versus Motherwell. And oh, what? Where were we going to start? First one back. Yep, we're going to have to start with this, Laurie. See, way back then, you, you were kind of dreaming a, a European qualification, maybe even Champions League. You, you were in dreamland, but, but not. Who said that? <laughs> fabricating these fabricating <laughs> these things nowhere. not me not me yeah so Motherwell cemented the, the Champions League qualification after beating Hearts 1-0 uh, I, I dipped into the, the live game I, I didn't watch all of it but I watched the highlights and I thought Hearts looked pretty good from what I've seen I thought they'll, they'll be disappointed to lose this and Jamie McDonald is especially was sp- spilling the shot for Higdon, Higdon to, to nick in but what do you think? Were you critical of him, Laurie? Were you disappointed? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm always quite critical of Jamie McDonald. Um, I, I remember the St Mirren game, <laughs> the St Mirren game, the 2-0 cup win away. I'm sure the guy behind me must have been his dad or something because he was just cheering him and defending him to the hilt every time I slagged him. And then he saved the penalty and he was the guy was shaking me going, look at him, that was amazing. <laughs> I, just, I just replied, he should have held it. <laughs> so, he's just I'm just not convinced by him he's actually come on to a bit of a game the last few weeks well when I say come on to a bit of a game he's not made any blunders but 
Yeah, it's just it. You can't be doing things like that. It was it, it was a, an easy shot. I mean, you could have probably stopped it with his boot and then picked it up, but <laughs> to bundle out like that, it was just a rubbish way to lose a goal. Because to be honest, I don't. I mean, I was at the game and I didn't think we were especially good, but I thought Motherwell were kind of worse. But I suppose they say that's what you know the sign of a good team when they don't play well and they they get the win and they defended well they sat in and it's the usual story for us this season we just lacked that cutting edge in the the last third we had a lot of the ball we got into half decent areas but there just wasn't that kind of that finish and Stephen Elliott is a striker on no confidence so it's really crucial that we do have Craig Beattie back in for the Scottish Cup final because without him we just we just lack anything really up front I and mean, obviously we'd given Scatchel a rest and he came on the second half, but we were we were chasing it a bit by then. So not a great game, but you know, Mother won't mind. I think, you know I don't think they have the best team on paper, but the league doesn't lie, does it? They're the one who they're the one who got the results. So Greg will be happy. Met up with uh, Mr. Barry beforehand. So how was thankfully that? not thankfully not afterwards. But <laughs> I was fine, just had a couple of beers. Um, what was it? I think he was in, impressed with obviously obviously the, the high standard of the drinking establishments in Gorgie in comparison to what he's used to. But so you, you bring up Greg now, and I feel bad because I forgot to mention that he's he's not on this week's podcast. I've forgotten all about him already. <laughs> but yeah, he's got a cold, so he couldn't make it on. Oh, aye, that's what. It's an actual signal. He he has got an actual signal. Yeah, but yeah. Maybe it was because you were coming back as well, Laurie. Aye. Just didn't want you rubbing it in. Rubbing <laughs> Not got much to rub in, do you? So that was Tuesday's game. Uh, the predictions-wise, uh, I was rubbish. I, I'd backed Hearts 2-1. Greg, he went Motherwell 3-1. And Chris, you went for a 1-1 draw. Yeah, uh, rubbish. So, what did you think of the, the penalty claim early on? Early it looked like he was filled by Keith Lasley. Um, I didn't want to torture myself by having to watch it again, so I've not seen any. It, no. I thought I looked like a penalty when I was at the game, but to be honest, I never trust. <laughs> I never fully trust my judgment of the game. But I was behind that goal. Um, I thought it looked. I, I haven't even given it a second thought now, but yeah, I did think it looked like a penalty at the time, but I'd never had a chance to to rewatch it. So. Well, if you've not seen it uh, back, you won't know that the the offside uh, goal that he's got as well was spot on. So so was off. <laughs> oh no, I I could tell that was offside. I was you <laughs> where I was because I'd moved to the other side of the ground, like you know, the, like the old days. I moved around. Cool. I haven't been able to move around in a game for many oh, the, a year. <laughs> for this game, like someone else bought the tickets and they bought them in the Roseburn, which if you're not familiar with Tynecastle, you know, is the one behind the goal next to the way. Ah, that's that's what I usually get. Aye. And it's a dire, it's a dire place to sit and watch if you're the home fans, because it's you know it's where the odd scattering of match day you know walk up people buy, so it's always half empty unless it's a game where it's sold out. So it was pretty dire. So decided to move around to the behind another goal for the second half, like the old like the old days. Nice. <laughs> so moving on to Wednesday's games, and the first game up was Aberdeen against Hibs, which. Hibs, I, I guess relegation was, was was sniffing sniffing at them, and they were they came out with a two one victory here. They went two up in just six sixteen seventeen minutes, 
So aye, the tie was pretty much over after that. But Aberdeen clawed one back and a wee bit of a nervous end. But from what I've seen, Hibs looked really well. And we'll, we'll discuss it later on. But aye, they went on and destroyed Dunfermline uh, this evening. We record this on Monday night. So aye, Hibs were looking good. Uh, a really good finish to the season and came at a perfect time. Aye, well, bizarrely, I mean, comparing the two games, I've not actually seen... Uh, either game, but I've obviously I was listening to the radio and it sounded like, I mean, Hibs were 3-0 up in the first half today and against Aberdeen, I think they were 1-0 up, but it sounded like they, they were dominating far more against Aberdeen than they were against Dunfermline. Um, yeah, I was listening to updates in the radio, it just sounded like it could have been a rout. Hibs were just all over them, Aberdeen just were all over the place and it was completely against their own play that they got one back. So, yeah, I think that was, I, I think realistically that was the win that kind of kept them up. I never really thought Dunfermline were going to go to Easter Road and get a result, especially if Hibs were running off the kind of confidence of that win with Dunfermline failing to get anything. Well, sorry, failing to get a victory, rather. I thought it was a, the, the crucial one, the crucial win for them, and it sounded well deserved. I, again, I've not I've not seen the highlights. You can tell I've been slacking, you know. <laughs> I've not seen the highlights. <laughs> I, Griffiths so. really put in a, a good shift. He's one of them matches where I, I look at him and I wonder why he's not playing for a, a bigger team. Because he, he really shone. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little. But I bet he's got the quality there. Yeah, he's he isn't the, the nicest individual at times. He he, he likes to abuse his uh, opposition fans and his own fans. But uh, his he's quality on the pitch, sometimes he, he does go missing a bit. But That's the game against nice. Aberdeen is really good. This is a Derek Rowden syndrome as well, isn't it? All this wasted talent. And unfortunately... Um, a none too sensible individual's head, isn't it? Because uh, he, I have to say, he, I never thought another a player would I'd dislike a player more than Derek Ryder and Hibbs, but I think Lee Griffiths has topped it. He's just no, he's still young. He's, he's still got he's still got time to mature. Hopefully, it's actually just I think it's actually just all over the place. Maybe he'll sort it out. I mean, I hope he doesn't miss at Hibbs because obviously, if you end up going and battering in the win and going the cup final, and that would just be. That would just be really hard to swallow, but... <laughs> so I hear that it was uh, the Aberdeen's lowest SPL attendance. 5,281. Yep. Which, yep. I guess they've nothing really to play for, have they? It's, uh... oh. it's not surprising. As far as I'm aware, they're, in fact, whenever I see them, they play absolutely dire football. They're not getting any better. Um, and it's almost like they had this little run at the start of the year which kept them up, but... Most the majority of Aberdeen thoughts I ever read or hear from people are that they're they're basically no better than they were under Mark McGee, and they just don't play any sort of attractive football to watch, and they just nothing about them at all. Obviously, I don't see them week in week out, but I know JB, the eternal optimist, will will continue to find positives, but I just never find much positive about Aberdeen these days. <laughs> yeah. Right back in there in the podcast with Andy Aberdeen. Can you see that I go for a corner? I mean, we, Craigie Brown, will not be too happy about that. <laughs> That's a shocker, getting one for a, a set piece. Aye. It wasn't even that complex, it was just corner, header, goal. What, like the one at Tynecastle? Did they concede rubbish goals at all the time? We just yeah. think the ball in and McGowan basically didn't even jump, just knocked it in. Aye. So prediction-wise, I went for a 2-0 home victory. Wrong. Greg and Chris both went 1-0 to Aberdeen. Yeah, Again, we're rubbish. Yeah. 
<laughs> and well, the next game up is Inverness against Dunfermline. And to be honest, Inverness were party poopers here because they weren't meant to, to do this. They were meant to let Dunfermline win and they were meant to, to allow tonight's game to be a, a bit more of a decider than it was. So yeah, I was disappointed in Inverness. They let, they let me down, they let everyone down. So I See, one thing, one, one thing about this game I noticed and it made me question, um, how much do you trust attendance figures? Not very. <laughs> Not very, no. I don't know. I, it must I, be all electronic nowadays, surely. Well, I, I mean, I tend to, you know, trust them as, you know, that's that's it. You know, that's, that's the attendance. But um, during the game, uh, John Robertson was the pundit who was covering it. And uh, <clears throat> they said they asked him what the crowd are like. And he's like, oh, it's no great. It's about maybe just under 3,000, maybe. And Richard Gordon was oh, because the figures we got in, they were saying six. And John Owens was saying, "Oh no, it's 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 no six thousand, no no a chance." And I, so I, I checked afterwards, and that's what the official attendance figures show was six thousand. And I did see some clips of that game, and I, I mean, you know, I know I can't say for sure I can count up the fans. And I, oh no, they've, ah, they've changed it. I've swam to an update, and it says three thousand now. Uh, the BBC says three thousand. It said six thousand after the game. Right, I must have. There you go. They have updated that one, but it was been a mistake. Then <laughs> I worked in a turnstile once at uh, Stirling Albion, Fourth Bank, and uh, you just basically had a pedal on the floor. You just hit that every time somebody came in. So uh, it's all electronic that way, and then well, what they do with the numbers, I guess, in the office is up to them. But, the fourth Bank, you could probably count on your fingers. Yeah, it was a it was a nice easy introduction to working a turnstile. I take it you were just the one turnstile as well, wasn't it? <laughs> it was an interesting one because you do get locked in. There's no getting out until you you really all the fans have got in and you can shut the door. They lock you in. Ah, you get locked in. Yep. I can't be. There's no way out. It's because the way the 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 fencing is, you just get locked into your wee zone. Oh, see, I'm, I'm like I'm claustrophobic. I start like freaking out. Oh, there's no way out. Let me <laughs> But it's like, I mean, I don't know what all, all like Hearts, I know like Parkhead do it like Hearts as well, you know, it's just a scanning, it's barcodes now. I presume Ibrox is, is the same. A lot of where it's just like have, the. Uh, you just have a card, the season ticket's a card. You get a card and, a and you just touch it against uh, the sensor. I don't know what you call yeah. that in technical terms. Touch sensitive. It's not that, but you know what I mean. Scanner. Uh, well, ah, you touch it, you don't scan it. You just touch but it. You know, just have like a barcode, like hearts have. Like, no, it's like a. Have, no. They have hearts have actual. They still have people working there, but obviously, if you've got a season ticket, there's a season ticket barcode, and they scan that. Or if you've got a match ticket, there's a match ticket barcode on the ticket, and they scan that. Ah, uh, Rangers is just a, a touch, like a, I don't know what you call it. Uh, so there's no, there's no. It's an RF tag, I think. RF. It's the same RF. as ours. It's an RF tag. That's it. That's so what you. No people. Yeah, well, there is people there. Yeah. But that's what the the season ticket holders and if you buy a few tickets from them, they send you out a card. The cards are quite right. funny because they've got something like fifteen between fifteen and twenty numbers on the card for your Rangers number. So they really are optimistic about how many they're going to hand out because <laughs> it's it's just a huge string of zeros and then a number. <laughs> Aye, but they'll probably have to have ones for different like individual tickets and stuff, won't they? But they only or... send them out if you buy a few tickets. Right. Maybe they update them each year with different people's season tickets or something. I don't know. Bye. Maybe, so... that, was, maybe that was the ticketest deal. <laughs> 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 so then Vernest and Fernland, 0 0. 
I went 3-1 the predictor, Greg went 2-0 and Chris went 2-1 to Dunfermline. Three, three have got nine so far. Yeah, not very good. But I think right. we've proven over the, the, the season, over the, this is the 43rd episode, I think that we've proven that we're rubbish at this, this malarkey. When I've been away, I've started getting really lazy and just leaving them all nil-nil and actually sometimes getting a couple of three-pointers. Well, that's how Paul just Band was doing so well for a period. Just actually <laughs> leaving them. Yeah, so the next game up is Kelly against St Mirren. I really don't know what, why why they turned up because what are they really playing for? Are they, are they really thinking that the fight for seventh is something to be proud of? I'm, I'm just not sure. St Mirren won this 2-0 and... Maybe they'll be pleased with it. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be. Check you out. <laughs> well, I'm just. This split is getting me down. Do they think this is something to be proud of? <laughs> <laughs> I just. This split's getting me down. That's what it is. Well, I, I just don't you know, like you get, you, you get playoffs in the third division, so you'll have that to play for next season. Right, moving on. <laughs> moving on we'll, we'll edit that out, Chris. It's all right. <laughs> I, oh, I'm just going to jump straight to predictions. I went yes. for nil nil. I just oh. thought it'd be boring. Greg went one one, and Chris, you went one one as well. Yeah. I don't have anything to say about this game either. So yeah, I've barely watched any of the games, so I don't care. <laughs> You're rubbish. I suppose one thing that I wanted to mention was Gary Teal at the end. He was through and goal by quite quite a, a distance, and just he just had no pace in him at all. He took about three four touches, and the defender got back to tackle him. He just. <laughs> It looked like a really good tackle. I was going to give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> no, he was just so slow. <laughs> He's a good player, but he's just slow. Right, but we're moving on from that because, yeah, as I say, I, I just don't. This split's got me down. So the next. Oh, you know what? McGowan's goal was good. He beat two defenders and stuck it past the keeper in the corner. Oh, and McGowan's shown once again is a decent player. Really? I wonder if he'll, he'll manage to if they manage to keep a hold of him in the summer because I'm sure there'll be many. Pl- Many teams come to knocking. Don't know who. <laughs> oh, I think there'll be plenty of teams in the SPL keen on them. And who's going to afford them? Who's going to afford them? They're not going to be able to charge much, surely. Charge much? Two for a pound? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I mean, he's not. his contract's not up, is it? No, it isn't, no. So who's going to offer a transfer fee, apart from Celtic? And I don't think they're going to go back for the same player. Did, or, I just I don't think any team in the SPL will offer a transfer fee for a player. Did Dundee United not buy somebody for forty grand? That's, ah, exactly. They're not going to sell Paul McGowan for forty grand, are they? It's a good bit of business, right there. You think they're going to sell him for forty grand? <laughs> no, 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 not for that amount of money. I just don't think I don't think anyone's going to at this stage is going to offer a, I suppose Motherwell with their millions in the Champions League <laughs> although I heard that they were going to do you, Motherwell, do you the staff member from Motherwell having a go at me on BBC Sports Sound because uh, no. they were all I don't know if you listened to it but they were all kind of it was on the Wednesday after the Hearts Motherwell game and they were talking all the people on BBC Sports were talking oh when they have the music at Fair Park you know Champions League music playing it's going to be great so I just messaged in going, you know, I hate to, you know, spoil the party, but you know you're not actually allowed to play the Champions League theme the Champions League theme song unless it's a group stages mm-hmm. and Richard Gordon read out went, Oh, here's Laurie from Muscle Brothers Twitter, that's right. It's so actually, I, I hate to say it, but they've changed that rule. <laughs> changed it. Aye, you can play the qualifier sorry, you can play 
the music in the final qualifying round because it's the final playoff round or something. Oh, yeah, like, technically, or oh, they call it the playoff, don't they? Yeah. Aye, oh, the so playoff. you can play the music in that round, but that oh, means mean, Motherwell need to win the first round, get to there, and then they can play. And then a staff member from Motherwell tell that jambo we'll be playing it anyway. <laughs> but then like, what? I wonder what happens. I actually want to continue the conversation, but I was supposed to be working and I was didn't want to waste any more money texting them, but. I was wondering, what happens if they actually do play it? I don't think it matters. Ah, <laughs> uh, you don't well, know, UEFA don't like that kind of thing. Well, because the, the reason I know... It's competition. The reason I knew about the rule was obviously because when we got there, I was like, oh, I'm going to hear the Champions League th- theme song tonight. And then we find out the official thing, you know, there won't be any Champions League song because it's we're forbidden from playing it. So we just had to, you know, hum it along in our heads or something when the teams came. That would be brilliant. If all, the fans play it, all the fans could do it, eh? <laughs> There's an idea right there. I would love that with our pack, you know, if all the fans are just... Right, we need to get Greg in that one. Uh, can, you, can you remember in Corey, Les Battersby went down the aisle to the Champions League chin? <laughs> did he? I did, I. <laughs> Oh, That's brilliant. Turn up, I get married. <laughs> yeah. Oh, superb. Bye. I'd, I'd rather we didn't talk about that because it's going to be what at least four years before I ever hear it again at Ibrox. So, aye. so I've not heard that in a while. So that's not saying much. Aye. So maybe Greg will be the, the first one else to hear it. Aye. So we'll we'll move on. Uh, Rangers against Dundee United. Oh, let's just get back. <laughs> no play for it. <laughs> Well, Dundee United were hoping to, to qualify for the Champions League at this point. It, it was still... <sighs> it was virtually done by then. Come on. It was. It was, a, it was a slim it's chance. Tough. But they, they had something to play for and Rangers were obviously hurting from the the defeat that we, we won't talk about. The uh, 3-0 uh, defeat at Celtic Park, you mean? That we cut out. We'll edit out of the podcast, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but aye, Dundee United were sloppy. They were rubbish. I, I don't know how many times they ended up passing it to a Rangers player. It's just it was really poor from them because they've been impressive this season. They've beaten Rangers twice at Ibrox, and and then they come and do this. It's just disappointing. But the the goals wise, I thought Whitaker it seemed to be well. Obviously, it's a a perfect, perfectly placed shot or a pass, as I'd like to describe it, because there was just no pace in it at all. Pernis was practically crawling on his hands and knees to try and get it. Still <laughs> never got there. Uh, Aluko thought he'd done really well with uh, a couple of really good runs the first one especially he had three defenders that he just seemed to get by with just a change of pace uh, really good goal and a good good run for his second as well Aye, a convincing victory for Rangers with they didn't have anything to play for really except for pride after the, the defeat the weekend before but yeah, disappointed from, from Dundee United really you figured out that I haven't watched it at all yet. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched any of the games, Larry? Not really, no. He's been busy. He's been busy doing his coursework. Oh, yeah. Busy. Rec- <laughs> I did find the time. Even I did manage to find the time to go to the hard game in between, but you know. Oh, sorry. Did I say coursework? I meant betting a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> Keep you busy doing the bookies. Gambling all. Don't need a career, you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Right, okay, well since you've not watched the game, we'll, we'll, I'll move on for that and I'll say I was in the I've town. I've watched some games, I watched, what did I watch? No, that was English game. I was in the, in the town the other day and I seen a guy with a Rangers shirt with Kerkar on the back. 
I think he's the only one in the country, apart from Kerkar. Maybe it was. Actually, so, see, we're laughing about this. See, when I was in the 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 shopping centre yesterday after the, the Celtic game, I still have my Celtic jersey on, and I'm walking away, and somebody pulls, sitting there pulls me over and says, "Do you know you look like Charlie Mulgrew?" I'm like, "Oh my god!" Oh, right, that's it. I'm going to have to look at your picture again. I, I think he's blind. <laughs> You're wearing a Celtic top. Did I have Mulgrew in the back? <laughs> no, I, I don't put names in my back. I'm too old for that now. Everybody in the Celtic team is younger than me. That's embarrassing. I... Maybe it was the fact I'd left my kid in the car. No, Even my support of it. I've not got a kid. That's it. You're in trouble, Chris. You're going to get a social at your door. Even my storage. Is he older than you? Younger than you, rather. Ach, I forgot he's there. Uh, he's, one of, he's about the only one that's older than me these days. <laughs> But he's been injured. Everybody that plays these days is all younger than me. It's just scary. Right, so in the predictor, I went 2-1 to Rangers. Greg went 3-0. And Chris, you went stupidly 2-1 Dundee United. Uh, that was yeah. rubbish. That was rubbish. See whatever I say in the predictor, and I just bet against it. It's rubbish. It's <laughs> this was a bizarre game. I watched the first half of it, and every time United went up the park, they seemed to be maybe getting somewhere, and then Rangers have got a park and score. Yeah. And then Dundee United get the ball back and they built a park and maybe probing away and try to find their way through and then Rangers Little Park scored again. It was just ridiculous. My, my favourite comment on Twitter was, is Pernas drunk? <laughs> maybe it was when he was crawling about trying to get back. Uh, that's why I was laughing at that when you said that. <laughs> it really was. It was a slow pass into the... It was, it was inch perfect, definitely. No, but, right. uh, but yeah, he was away out in the corner of the box when he hit it. <laughs> oh, just a bit bizarre. Right, Chris, we'll, we'll move on to the, the Celtic game. Oh, do we need Celtic against St. Johnson. Well, they won this one. That wasn't that great, though. No, <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, it was an end-of-season feeling to it. Aye. Well, the, the Ty Tims, they'll be enjoying themselves. Uh, celebrities. Aye, aye they, were, they, were, they were good. Good value for money. I mean, they managed to give us about 20 minutes of singing. They uh, were a guard of honour for the teams coming out. They were a guard of honour for the under-19s getting their league trophy. And they were in the stands, sort of singing along with the Green Brigade during the, the game. So it was all good fun by them. I'm sure they had a great time. They're coming back over for the, the Hearts game as well next week. So. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's, that's like a. Well, I was going to say once in a lifetime, but if they're coming back again, it's a twice in a lifetime. Eh? <laughs> but, but yeah, but it's something that they're going to remember for the rest of their lives. Uh, really I'm, exciting. I would, I would have loved to have had that kind of experience when I was that young. I mean, how often do you get to go halfway around the world? That's it, yeah. yeah. So you'd have liked to go to Thailand? And... I don't know. I'd have liked to have went halfway around the world. <laughs> <laughs> and halfway around the world to sit with the Green Brigade. I, I think I'd phone in sick, to be honest. To be fair, there were the quites sitting with the Green Brigade. But the Green, when I'm at the, the, the stadium, the Green Brigade sat to my right and the Titans were to my left. So. All right. It's good. I had, I, had, I had music and stereo. <laughs> Uh, so I don't think uh, Stokes goal, don't think there was any issue with offside for me. The the replay seemed to suggest it was fine. But... Oh, I, that, that's why it's quite complex, right? It's, it's, it's no simple as I think you make it. Because Lomas was absolutely adamant this was offside. Now, the way I seen it was we took a short corner. It eventually worked its way to Wanyama, who had a shot that was rubbish. Mm-hmm. But it, it went into Wilson's path. When it went into Wilson's path, Stokes was offside. Wilson then flicks it on. And it gets through to Bangura, and Stokes is still offside by that point. But by the time Bangura takes his shot, Stokes is behind Bangura, so Stokes is no longer offside. 
So by that point, Stokes knocks the ball into the net and everything's fine. Yeah. See, I don't think he was offside uh, when Bangura got the ball. I, th- I thought. No? No, I That's thought he was onside because there was a guy at uh, left back playing him on. Oh, that, that's how I thought. It was, it was quite far away, obviously, but the lines in the grass seemed to suggest he was on. Oh, we had a better angle than I did. Uh, <laughs> but we did have one uh, goal ruled out for offside, which is a bit of a shame because uh, our young uh, Rabiu Ibrahim had uh, looked like he was about to score his debut goal and Hooper tapped it in at three inches. <laughs> yes. Hooper was offside. <laughs> Yeah, he, he looked really good. Was it him that hit the post? Or was that... Uh, no, it was Bangura. Was that Bangura? It was early in the second half. Right. But I thought Bangura looked pretty good, actually. That's that's probably the best I've seen him. Well, one of the few times the you've seen that him. Henrik Larson seems to think he is. Yeah. Ah, some people just find it hard to adjust, and he's obviously one of them. It's a lot of pressure coming to Celtic and, and expected to come and score 15, 20 goals if you're a main striker. Yeah. And Wilson got the captain's armband. He did, yeah. It seems to be his last game, unless he unless he gets a, a game against Hearts. But I think he's uh, that's maybe been his farewell. Just uh, give him the captain's armband, get let him play sixty minutes, let him get a wee standing ovation as he goes off. And that'll be him away. I think it's a, a bit of a shame because he's been there. I think he's a longest serving player. Six, uh, six years or seven like years, something yeah. like that. Because I, I think the first time I seen him was when uh, Larson's last game. He scored the penalty in that game for Dundee United <laughs> before we bought him. Uh, he's a good player, but he, he just seemed to aye? flat in and out of the team. It just it never seemed that he was first choice. He struggled with injury a lot, I think, was his problem. Really. But, I mean, I'm, I, he's a, a Celtic fan when, as a boy, so every Celtic fan at some point's probably dreamt of scoring that winner against Rangers <laughs> and he managed it in the cup final. Yeah, not the cup final, the Cup quarter final. Yeah, well, Papach was Papach was line sparkle. But <laughs> maybe that adds to it. Every Celtic fan dreams of being able to score a goal against Rangers. It's a winner. Maybe if even a, to... maybe some Celtic fans dream of knocking out a Rangers player in the process. Aye, knocking them out legally. Aye. <laughs> Everyone's a Celtic fan when they join them, aren't they? I've always been a Celtic fan since I was a wee kid. Kenny Miller's been a diehard fan of about seven teams since he was a little kid. Every time he moves, oh, I supported Wolves when I was a wee kid and growing up in Edinburgh. <laughs> so he did. Oh, aye, Cardiff. No, they were definitely my team. Where you go, Kenny? Him and Robbie it's Keane. It's the only team I've ever <laughs> wanted to play for. Honestly, his his parents must have been skint buying tops for all the teams he supported when he was a kid. <laughs> and uh, Novo was another one. Novo was apparently a Rangers fan when he was a kid. Aye, aye. Aye, aye, <laughs> you don't get many Rangers fans where he grew up. So in the predictor, I went 3-0 Celtic, Greg went 4-0 Celtic, Chris, you went 2-0. Right. So that's us for the... Point. Oh, I've all got a point. Boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, that's us. That's us done the midweek games, so now we're on to the, the Saturday games. <laughs> oh, and the big game, the big game of the weekend was uh, the lunchtime kick Rangers oh. against Motherwell. That's it. Nothing much to play for, and the game itself finished nil-nil. Yeah. I thought the highlight for me was a jammer when he rounded McGregor, and he had an easy tap in his left foot, and for some reason he just bottled it and didn't fancy it. Cut it back. I thought, right, we'll lay it off here for an easy goal, and just the layoff was just too hard, and the ball went away, and it was ended up being cleared. It was just terrible. It's the kind of thing that, that I would do really, because I've not got a left foot. <laughs> But you don't expect that for a guy, especially the quality of a jammer. 
and the, the confidence the guy must have, he, he's, he's set the SPL alight, really, since he's arrived. See, from what i seen in this game, you could have been playing now and still no had any goals in that game. It was one of those ones where nobody seemed to want to score. <laughs> Nothing was going right at all. We were creating all these chances. Mother will create what, four or five brilliant chances. And you're probably right, the Jammer one was probably the best in a lot, but the boy just wasn't going in the net. Yeah. But I suppose Motherwell must be happy. That's their eighth attempt to take some points off the top two. And they've finally done it. So they've taken one point off of Celtic Rangers, which is worse than Hearts and St. Johnson uh, and Kilmarnock and St. Marin and Aberdeen. <laughs> Everybody in the top six is taking more points off Celtic and Rangers than Motherwell, including Celtic and Rangers. <laughs> But it's going to be part of time in Motherwell now, now that they've got that, the Champions League. And as Laurie mentioned, uh, the Champions League tune, <laughs> they've got that guaranteed. They'll just burn it off the internet, it'll be alright. See, to be honest, I'm a bit worried about that because it's going to be some good teams they're playing. And Motherwell are the one team that can take points off good teams. Well, see, the, <clears throat> the thing is, depending on the draw, you could end up making less money than, than just... Obviously, they do get to drop down to Europa League, don't they? If they get put out, but yeah, there's yeah. kind of this there's this massive deal about it, and we 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 made a bit of a deal, big deal about it at the time we got in, <clears throat> but even then we only it was it was a lot easier to get through when we qualified for the qualifiers, I think. Then yeah, because you didn't get dumped into the the non-champion side of the things. Well, yeah, you, yeah, to, I mean, if you actually managed to beat a good team, then you still end up getting one of like the fourth team in Spain or something. Oh yeah, I mean we got. I mean we battered some Bosnian team, and then we played Athens. And to be honest, yeah, the, the first leg was a lot closer than it was a lot. Um, it wasn't as close as the score suggested. But I mean we had a very good team back then as well. And no offense to Motherwell, but I think the gap is kind of widened between how decent Scottish teams are, and I think the qualifiers are a lot more difficult. So. I'd like to think they could do something, but you do fear for them if they draw a really good team because you saw what happened with Hearts and Spurs, and that was, you know, I mean, Spurs are a good team, but you could end up with someone better than them. So yeah, And there's talk of cutbacks as well, in Motherwell. So, yeah. so, I mean, yeah, it's it doesn't necessarily, it's not, the, it's, it's not really the game changer unless you can get to the group stages, and pff, I, I wouldn't put any money on Motherwell getting to the group stages No, to I mean, be honest so far you've got teams like Feyenoord and Sport and Braga in there so like, Motherwell won't be seeded in that group no. so who knows what's going to happen there yeah. I think there's other teams like um, I don't know who the non-champions are but I mean, the, like, there's some good teams are going to avoid because they're champions and Celtic are going to have to face them like Slask uh, the team that uh, United get beat after at the start of this season they're in the, the Champions League and the, the Champions side of things, so who knows what will happen there. Yeah, so in the, the predictor, I'd went for a 3-1 victory to Rangers, rubbish, Greg, 2-0, Rangers, Chris, you went 2-0, Rangers. So yeah, we we're, were way off with that the game. Next game up is Killy against Aberdeen, which finished one apiece. And it was interesting to see that Jason Brown's been uh, chosen back in goals. After Langfield had a few games, I think Langfield even signed a new contract. 
They did, eh? Yeah. That's, that's good to see. So I should be good next season to, to see them both fight it out because Lifefield's not had a good return, to be honest, this season. But I think it's I think we'll let them off, especially with what happened. So I next season should be good for them. Uh, Goals-wise, uh, Shields scored for Killy. Uh, I think he... Was, was it a penalty he missed? He did die. I don't think it was a penalty to start with. No. <laughs> nah, but he's... Uh, good getting him, seeing him getting another goal. Contender for player of the year. And well, a worthy contender as well. He's been a standout for Killy. Uh, I don't know if it's playing under his dad's. Can I made a, make the step up? Because I, I can't remember him being that good when he was with Hibs. No, I don't remember it either. I, I, I remember him playing for Hibs, but I don't remember him being like such a, a sort of standout goal scorer as he's been at Kilmarnock. Yeah. So, Laurie, you didn't watch this, no? Yeah. <sighs> what game are we talking about, sorry? <laughs> right. I'm trying to figure out the best for the Paul Band. Right. I'm just waiting for you to talk about the Hearts game. It's the only one I watched. Right. Oh, you know what? See, see how we were talking about penalties? <laughs> the penalties in the Kilmarnock St. Warren game, it wasn't in this game. <laughs> do you know... <laughs> Do you know what? I you I've watched so many games this evening. <laughs> oh, no, I've had to watch all it. the highlights because I forgot half the games that happened last week. So, I, well, if that's the only mistake, it's all right. I let myself off for that, especially when I, since I'm drinking a can of Hendry's Scottish Lager. <laughs> <laughs> In the predictor, I went no, no in that game because I just thought it would have been boring. Greg went two two. Chris, you went one no. So at least it mean Greg got a point apiece. Yeah. We start here. Uh, that's four games between Kilmarnock and Aberdeen this season. Uh, three of them were draws, uh, and Kilmarnock won the other one. Yep. So Aberdeen haven't beat Kilmarnock this season at all. Moving on to the St Mirren against Inverness, and Inverness won this with a 85th minute strike from Foran, and McGowan again impressed me in this one. Um, I'm starting to turn into a wee bit of a fan. I don't want to get carried away, but aye, I'll be a bit of a fan. <laughs> and uh, aye, the the goal came from a, a free kick. There was a, a bit of a, a dodgy block off leading to it. I think it was correct decision and just a, a simple header from a very good free kick. Yeah, I mean, that's looked like quite a good game, actually. Um, Samson and Essen were the, the main people responsible for keeping the score down to a single goal, but... Five minutes for time, Inverness get the winner. And that's uh, Inverness are still unbeaten at New St Martin Park. Yep, yep. Uh, Samson had a, a good couple of weeks, good couple of games from what I've seen. He's been quite good this season. I've been well impressed with Samson. Yeah. Like, he's had the odd game where he's had an absolute howler, but I mean, there have been few and far between. He's usually been keeping the ball out of the net rather than making a complete hash of it, but... Yeah. I quite like him as a goalkeeper. When you when you think about the SPL, there is quite a few good keepers in there. Because you, when you look at uh, the top, you've got Foster, you've got McGregor, you've got uh, Kello's left now, but uh, Randolph, Bell, Samson, uh, even Gallagher, he's, a, he's injured just now, but he, he's a yeah. good keeper. Uh, there's quite a few, quite a lot of talent there. Enkelman can be pretty good in his day as well, Winston Johnson. I see if he cut out the silly mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, I hear he's out of contract actually. Really? In the summer, yeah. But good freebie for somebody to pick up. Yeah, he's, he has got quality, but he just makes some mistakes. He's terrible, terrible goalkeeper. You didn't see him in the game at St Johnson beat us at Celtic Park earlier in the season, then. 
had a great game, Matt. Aye, but Jamie McDonald has a great game sometimes. Yes. Uh, I suppose there's another one that had a great game against us. <laughs> Must just be against you guys. Must I mean, be, you must yeah. be rubbish finishers, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so in the predictor, I went nil nil. Greg, you went two one Inverness. So uh, and did I say Greg? You went two one. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hi, Greg. Hello, He's Greg. <laughs> right, second mistake. Right? <laughs> Chris went one one. So weren't very right. good. Greg was the only one that was that was okay in that. So now moving on to a game that Chris will enjoy discussing. That's Dundee United against Celtic. Boring. And Dundee United won this 1-0. And I didn't get to watch this live, to be honest, because I, I was busy. But I was hearing about this Watson handball and I was thinking, oh, what's going on here? Lennon's saying how it's similar to Ledley. And, oh, no, I thought oh, this was going to be another controversial handball. I've seen the incident and... I don't know, I've got to say that it's it's similar to the Ledley incident because he turned away from the ball. But I totally agree. It's exactly the same as the incident. The reason it doesn't get given is because Ian Bryan thinks I hit a leg. It's your simple explanation. No, I disagree. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think it's the same because he didn't lift his arm up. His arm was just by his side. He didn't do what Ledley did. Well, I don't know. Ledley so. lifted his arm up to protect himself and... Uh, well, I bored everybody by going through the rules and explained why I thought it was a penalty for that. For Watson, I think his arm was by his side and I don't think he moved it towards the ball. He turned his face away, suggesting that he thought the ball was going to, towards his face, not towards his hand. So no, I don't think it was a handball. But in saying that, I've seen it given. Uh, Any time a yeah. ball hits the hand in the box, I've seen them given. So uh, I understand why Celtic are claiming for it, especially at the time. Uh, Lennon, from what I seen, he, he wasn't ranting and raving. He was just wanting to to ask the question. But but yeah, I, th- I think the answer is that it's not the same as Loudly. So th- that's your explanation right there. Yeah, I think that, I still think the simple explanation is Ian Brains thinks it hit a leg because he, he he actually signals it hit a leg just Did as the, the corner gets given. Right. right. Should but, have uh, been my Amazon. Uh, that's a thought, mate. <laughs> 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 See, to be honest, see, there's something funny at Tannadice because every time you go up there at some point, we've been screaming for a penalty for a handball and it never gets given. <laughs> it's just something about that ground. You guys aren't screaming for a penalty every game, though. Nah, occasionally, aye, but I'm, <laughs> I, I, there's something Occasionally in every game? Nah. <laughs> I don't think it's every game. But Laurie... Definitely every game at Tannadice. Lennon's PR, <laughs> Lennon's PR people says it's personal. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did see this. I did see this. Uh, it wasn't a penalty, but neither was the Ledley one, in my view. And I wasn't on here to discuss the Ledley one. Yeah. Uh, good. You would have disagreed with me, so good. I'm glad you weren't on. I don't think either of them were penalty. Although, what did amuse me, I'm going to bring up a game from weeks ago now, is the, the thing that really amused me after the semi final was all these claims that, God, how about, what about the Webster one? It's exactly the same. Why did we get penalty? Yes. One had his leg. Right. I was like, right, okay. <laughs> I didn't think the Ledley one was a penalty, but you can't start bringing up the ball with the ball hitting Webster in the balls. That's totally different. <laughs> it's like I just I was really confused after with all the I, I kept I went back and watched the game and I was like, where's this Webster handball that everyone keeps telling me about that was should have been given? And I was like, all oh, right, the one hit him in the thigh. <laughs> that handball, yeah. that one did it, excuse me. But anyway, I digress. <clears throat> 
I saw it. I was watching the highlights and uh, the Celtic fans behind the goal were doing the, the huddle. <laughs> the commentator said, ah, they have no interest in the game at all. They're just doing the huddle. And then Scott Robertson scored the goal. And it was just silence. That was quite funny. I did guess, see that. Guess what I was? <laughs> guess, guess what I was doing? <laughs> I turned around just in time to see the corner come in and the header get it was going to happen at some point. It was, aye. Uh, I was hoping that when we scored a goal, maybe, but no. It's, it's the only goal of the game. <laughs> only goal of our last away game of the season, and I missed it because we were doing the huddle. <laughs> it just, to be honest, I think the Celtic players were all watching the huddle as well because they all seemed to fall asleep. Yeah. Just, they took it the short sure. corner, whipped it in, and before we knew it, the ball was in the net. It's definitely, it must be distracting for a player. You, you must catch aye. it out of the corner of your eye. You need to stop doing it then, eh? No, you know what? You, you, you can blame my hood all you want. You know what it really is? It's those stupid pyjamas we wear. I hate that strip. <laughs> it's always... See, ever since we wore that strip for the very first time up in Aberdeen and Izzy Gary got his ankle that, uh, broken, that has been jinxed for the that, that day since. I mean, we've worn that a few times. We keep getting beat. We wore it at uh, the, the League Cup final and we lost that as well. Just ridiculous stuff. That's going to be the excuse for Chris Commons and Gary Hooper looking like they've been on the, the Burger Kings <laughs> a bit too much recently. See, be, I was wearing the exact same top. See, I've just slagged it off and I've got one. That just says. <laughs> and, I, and I was wearing that on Sunday and it was making me look fat and all, to be honest. So, how am they can compare them with Charlie Mulgrew? I've no idea. <laughs> right, I'm definitely going to look up a picture of you, Chris. And it. Get confused between you and Charlie Mulgrew. In fact, ah, no, I think you do actually look a wee bit like him. Oh, no. <laughs> no, there's definitely similarities there. You know, maybe, maybe, I should, maybe I should take it as a compliment. I know lots of women that think Charlie Mulgrew's hot. I'm, I'm quite happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what about Stokes? Missing another chance at the back post. It bobbled. It bobbled. That took a weird bounce as it came across the box. I don't want see the boxes at Tanadays. I think they're hot. Just absolutely wrecked. Every time we've been there, there's just this big patch of mud right in the centre of the goal, and it's the only ground I can think of that's got that quite bad. Tyne Castle was pretty bad. What? Ah, it was. It wasn't looking very good when I was watching it's, it's, him against Tyne Castle's not great, but it's not as bad as Tanadays. Liars. <laughs> Castle's brilliant, bitch. <laughs> right in the predictor, none of us seen this coming. I went for a one-one. Greg went for two-two. And Chris went for 1-1. One, one. Yeah, wrong again. I, I, I never had any faith in their team, and I still got it wrong. Which I am just rubbish at these predictors. Yeah. Well, well you, <sighs> you say that, Chris, but... but yes, I say that, no, it's coming I hold, hold, hold your horses. <laughs> See, before we move on, I just there was one decision in this game that made my head scratch and that just... I was scratching my head. Well, you made your head scratch? I made my head scratch. <laughs> Magic. No, there, there was one where Izzy went chasing after a ball, Put it out for a throw-in a yard before it crossed the line and Ian Brines gave a goal kick. It's quite clearly a yard away from the line. I mean, was, was Ian Brines maybe the, the fourth official tonight in the, the Dunfermline game? He gave that fourth goal. <laughs> Aye, sometimes just the easy option, eh? Yeah. Aye, you just... You see it a lot with the, between the, the referee and the linesman. There's, there is a lot of guesswork going on. Like, what, way, what are you going to call for? I'll just do the same, whatever it is, whether it's right or not. Just go for the easy one. All right, moving on to Hearts against St. Johnson. Hey. That, that was on Sunday as well. This is uh, probably the the second match that uh, Laurie's seen 
all these that we've discussed, all the 33 <laughs> matches we've discussed. Can we do the predictions first? <laughs> right, we'll do the predictions first since Chris, Chris wanted to really get in there because I went 1 0 hearts. Ah, that's just rubbish. Like, well, well, one point. point. Well, one point's okay, but I really set my, my standards a bit higher than that. Greg fluked it and got 2 0. Chris, you fluked it as well and you went 2 0. Well, hey, <laughs> 12 games in this podcast, right? 12 games, and I've managed to get four points across the entire lot, and three of them are out of this game. That's how bad my predictions have been recently. I had 2 0, and then changed it to 1 0 just before kickoff. <laughs> no, Laura, you can't say that because you're always at this trying to grab <laughs> your four score lines. I know, but my 2 0 has been in there for a week, and then just before the kickoff, I was like, right, it's only going to be 1 0. Go ahead, Faith. Yeah, but St. Johnson have just continued uh, uh, their fall from grace really after the split. It was such a good team. I thought I thought they could have been pushing for the really? European spot. I thought I was I was really impressed with them, Laurie. Aye? I think, but they've just kind of collapsed. I think they've been overrated all season. I think they were living off St. Daza being a jammy bugger in front of goals and that. I don't think they're a bad team, but I think they were in a kind of false position. I mean, they might still finish fifth. I actually yeah. couldn't care less, but I mean, it felt so weird because it was like, you know, the radio stuff were trying to build it up. It's like, right, it's the fight for the Europa League playoff fight, blah, 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 blah. What? It's like, I don't even care. It's like, it just felt like it was the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. You know, what, you know, you've said that. See, you don't care if St. Johnson finished fifth. I really hope it, we're sitting here in a couple of weeks' time. St. Johnson finished fifth and Hibs have won the cup. And Hearts are the only team in Europe. And Griffith scores the winner for Hibs as well. I couldn't care less about the fact that in Europe and we're not. It'll be the fact that Hibs won the cup and we didn't. Honestly, Europe, it's alright, but it just... I can't get excited about it when we've got an Edinburgh Derby Cup final coming up. I just... It's just... Whatever happens at final, it's going to be a disaster if we lose. It's not going to be a disaster because we're not in Europe. It's going to be a disaster because we got beat by Hibs in the Scottish Cup final. And if we win, it'll be amazing because we beat Hibs in the Scottish Cup final. It won't be amazing because we qualified for Europe. Yeah, I suppose. Oh, he scored. Another goal for the man. He's just too He did did have an absolute mile of space for this goal. Uh, It was... Who leaves Scatchel unmarked that close to goal? He just has the this knack of. I mean, it's it, it's an incredible record. That he keeps managing to score, you know, into the te- in the best part of twenty goals in a few seasons. He's been in the SPL. Was at sixteen now this season. He got thirteen last season when he missed the start of the season. He got seventeen in his first season. And this is from either like out left midfield or central midfield. That's quite a. It's quite a. It's quite a. It's quite a good goal tally, especially considering that. We've not actually been that great this season. Yeah, I, I always admire a midfielder who can crack in the goals like that. You don't get many at all that, that do that, especially from, from where he normally plays. Ian Blackman of the match as well, apparently. I only, I only managed to listen to this game I was going to work, but apparently <laughs> was... Oh. You haven't even seen this then? Because there's one he clears off the line with his knees. Yeah, I've not seen the highlights, but I didn't manage to. I tried to get a stream for it, <clears throat> perfectly legal, but um, I, it was too dodgy. <laughs> it just wasn't a, it wasn't a very smooth, so I just had to listen to it. And Yeah, Blackie. 
get a bit choked up, you were thinking his last his last run out of Tynecastle as a Hearts player. <laughs> so what a guy, him and what him and Scatchel, irreplaceable. Laurie, admit it, you did cry when you heard the news. <laughs> Not quite, but I was a bit glad, you know. He's gonna be. We'll see, we'll see where he goes. See where he ends up. I just hope he doesn't end up another SPL team. So what's the what's the reasoning behind it then? Because I assume that it was Hearts that made the decision and not him. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's it's financial. Basically, we're just we're not renewing contracts that aren't as totally essential. I mean, I. It's an odd one because I don't think. I mean, I don't know exactly what he's on. I don't think he's on a huge amount, but I think it maybe means that we're not even going to be paying any three, four grand a week anymore at all. Um, maybe. I mean, you don't know. The, the news is that we just didn't renew it. I don't know if we tried to offer him less or whatever, but it seems like it's. It doesn't seem like a a bad parting of ways. He came out straight after and said, I "Understand the club's position. You know, I'm got to have to go, etc., etc." So, I think it's somewhere in between. I'd like to think that we're going to maybe think like we need to keep the likes of Beatty because up front we basically have no one. But I don't know. I don't know exactly how far the cutbacks will go. I don't think it's realistic to just cut back everything. But maybe we're going to try and keep... Because I know Scatchel isn't on an awful lot now, so maybe we'll try and keep him. But I think he'll want to go out in a, a blaze of glory in the cup final, basically. I think he might think that 32, if we beat Hibs in the final, then is there any point in staying on? Is it really going to get better to end it that way? So. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll be the one positive we get beat. Right, Scatcher's going to want to stay now to, <laughs> to, to get around. <laughs> yeah. So I will moving on to that to the to the big team in Edinburgh on Monday evening. Tonight we delayed the recording of the podcast till after this game because Hibs were playing Dunfermline, and there was five points of difference between the two teams before the game. And going into this, it was. Well, a relegation decider, I think, isn't Yeah. Yeah, it's one on Boston and Fermo. That's it, that's it. And, well, I was doing my, my homework for the podcast and I forgot that it kicked off. And by the time I checked, it was already 3 0 to Hibs and I guessed it was already <laughs> over. So I sat down to watch the second half and I've got to, I've got to say, Hanlon was uh, the highlight of the, the game for me. He starts a move off. Uh, in defence and ends up finishing it with a, a beautiful volley from the edge of the box cracks off the, the bar and hits the ground and then comes back out a defender headers it away for a corner and well the goal's given it was confusion because Hanlon himself had his head in his hands he didn't think it was a goal N- nobody claimed for it at all even the most diehard Hibs fan wouldn't have claimed for it because basically it didn't go over the line. But it was it was, it was a little bit weird, Chris. I know you're watching the game, but just nobody seemed to know what was going on. And then suddenly they were celebrating because the goal had been given. Yeah, I mean, it looked it looked up to me like the linesman had uh, he hadn't put his flag up and hadn't done the, the run back to the, the halfway line that you're supposed to do when you a goal scored. It just it's kind of hard to see exactly what the linesman did because. What the the camera angle's kind of just wrong for it, but the the few seconds you see him in shot, he's still watching play go on as the the defender clears it for the corner. So I don't think he's the one that gave it. So if he didn't give it, who did? Yeah, <laughs> you Norris. 
I know you're not. I give strange decisions, but <laughs> surely hasn't given it for where he was. It was a hard shot, and I can understand why somebody would make that mistake, especially if you're looking at it front on. Even the linesman, he was he was nowhere near the the goal line because it was hit from the edge of the box. So yeah, I, I'm I'm not going to blame either of them for making a mistake, but if you look at the replay, it was clear it, it didn't go over the line, even live. When I seen it, I thought, "What? That would that would have been a brilliant goal if it yeah, had I had exactly the same thought. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe the referee and the linesman just decided, you know what? That was such a good move. Let's give him a yeah. goal anyway. Because <laughs> they were discussing it on Twitter, and you mentioned rewinding it back to see what the linesman would have done. So I thought, oh, yeah, I'll rewind it back as well. And it was only then that I realised it was Hanlon that started the move from defence. And it, that just makes the goal even better. And yeah. yeah, I'm not sure if it is a wonder goal or not because it didn't cross a line. <laughs> I, I'm confused. No, I'm I'm giving it, I'm giving it. That's my goal of the weekend. Yeah, well, yeah. If it's a goal, which I suppose it is, <laughs> referee gave up. Then yeah, definitely goal of the weekend. I four nil. That's that's one way to secure SPL status. Yep, that's Dunfermline gone. John Yorkson's team is uh, returning to the first division, so he won't even get to vote and whatever the SPL are going to decide before they postpone things again, like usually do. Yep, the end of, the end of May, I think. E- end of May, apparently, because it's after the end of the season, it'll be Ross County that vote, not Dunfermline. Yep, the, yeah, as soon as the season finishes, uh, Dunfermline are relegated and Ross County are promoted, which I, I, I don't know what I expected. I don't know what, what date I expected that to occur on, but I didn't think it'd be so quick. Yeah, I looked it up earlier on. It's as soon as the season finishes, they're expected to transfer this year. Right. So. That's, that's uh, all decided. Confirming we'll be back in the first division. That's a bit of a shame for those travelling fans that like going up there to get the the, the brides that you can get at East End Park. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the travelling fans who go up there knowing they'll get the three points. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from Aberdeen, you mean? I <laughs> <laughs> so in the predictor, I went two one to Dunfermline. Greg went one 0 Hibs, and Chris, you went for a five goal thriller. 3-2 to Dunfermline. Most with four goals. Uh, well, <laughs> well, maybe maybe it's three goals. Really. <laughs> I, I like, yeah, I, I'm not sure if I'll give that. No, I, wonder I was if, wrong anyway. I wanted Dunfermline to win it. See, I wonder if we're going to get the, the the back page spread about how the, the goal line technology, how it must be must be brought in now with the, the freeze frame image, or since it was the fourth goal, do you think they're really going to make a big deal about it? That would surprise me. I mean, they should make a big deal of it because it's a goal or it's not a goal. It doesn't yeah. matter when it's scored in the game or if it's an important goal or if it's a, a game-changing goal or if it's just a goal that's adding the goal difference. Really. It's well, they're all goals. They should all count. Yep. It could still have an influence on the league if yep. if Inverness, you know, because Hibs beat Inverness. They're playing Inverness next week, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. So if, if Hibs beat Inverness, Hibs can finish 10th. But then they're stuck, there's a, I think there's still four so. goals between them now. So even if Hibs put three past Inverness... No, it's the other way around, is it not? Hibs have got the... No, no, Hibs. Inverness have five better goal difference than Hibs. Yeah, it's five better. So if, if Inverness... Right, so if Hibs beat Inverness by three goals, then they'll finish above them on goal difference. Mm-hmm. Let me just see the goals scored. And then would that not mean that technically... That goal would have been the difference. Aye. Between yep. them. Yep. Wait, because because 
I'll wait because wait, I don't know, but they both scored. scored yeah. They both scored the same goals for as well. So, oh, it's just what a stupid thing. Who cares? <laughs> it was, the game was over. <laughs> game was over. Right? Was it as one side as the score suggests? Because I didn't see it. Yes, all the updates yes. I was reading were saying that the first half, like when it was three 0 that Dunfermline were actually playing all the football and the Hibs were just winning three 0 uh, they were playing all right. They weren't getting anywhere with it, though. And, and whereas Hibs were just packing holes in the Dunfermline defence, were making the count. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't think Dunfermline were that great. They hit the post with a good free kick, hit off the wall, I think, and then it seemed to squirm under Brown, hit the post, hit Brown's back, and then go out for a corner. Yeah. I mean, oh, he, was cl- he was claiming the save as well, which I thought was a bit cheeky. Ah, right. <laughs> <laughs> seen some of Mark Brown's uh, antics over the years and he can be a good keeper some days and other days he's just terrific <laughs> yeah, I think he had one at Easter Road when we visited a few uh, a few months back it just Hooper took a shot for it, or was it no it must have been just inside the box and it was uh, it just kind of went over his hand and into the net it was just terrible so that's it for ESPN for the for the SPL this summer they were, they were advertising the, the Scotland USA game that's their next yeah. one if you're staying up late enough, it's uh, I think it's twelve forty five on the the early hours of Sunday morning, the twenty seventh of May. Yeah, because it's a eight o'clock kick off over there. Right. Uh, before we before we go on, I just like I just wanted to uh, point out, Hibs managed to fill the ground. <laughs> Fif- no, over fifteen thousand people went in the ground, which is by filled, far. Right, I haven't filled it, but that's comparatively full. Five thousand empty seats. It's still comparatively full. I give them credit, you know, Larry. No, I know, I'm just saying they, don't, they didn't fill the ground, though. I'm just saying I'm just being pernickety, you know. <laughs> to remember that. No, I was a good attendance. I was, I was, um, I was very impressed with the. Aye, but do you know why they've done it? Aye, because it was, it was something to do with the cup final tickets, Aye. wasn't it? Rod Petrie's pulled a Molly Wonka. <laughs> oh, basically, right, what you do Larry, is we're going to have to we're going to have to cut that and we'll, we'll get a wee <laughs> snippet. We'll say Rod Petrie's pulled a Willy Wonka, right? <laughs> right, what what he's done is he said that anybody that's been to the game tonight, they keep their stub for the ticket, and there's going to be 500 lucky punters will be drawn out of the, a hat, and if they've got the stub, they can buy a Scottish Cup final ticket. Hi, that's brilliant. That's what that's what you want. So the, the, there'll be 500 house fans singing, "I've got a golden ticket." <laughs> I know, but that's what. So 500 out, and there must have been at least 13,000 the people there were Hibs fans. So you've yeah. got. What, a one in twenty six chance of having a chance to buy a ticket. <laughs> no, no, some good. of them are there. Some of them are there will already have a ticket. I'd have thought. Mm-hmm. I guess so. I, I suppose. No, I like it. A lot of people are criticising him for what he's he's done with the buy your season t- t- ticket next year, and you get two a chance to buy two tickets. But no, I think it's good. I think it's sensible because it's oh, for Hibs after all. It's for the good of the club. The whole giving it to just season ticket holders is one thing. I don't even agree with just that. But saying that if you buy one for next season, we'll give you two, that's complete garbage. Because that'll mean that loads of folk, just because of a season ticket, will go, oh, I'll take my mate. He never goes, like, but be good for him and go to the final. It's, it's difficult because like, they don't have the they don't have the, the point system that Hearts have. So they can't do that because I think the point system is definitely the fairest way to do it. But I think under the, the circumstances, I think this is a, a legitimate way of doing it. Is the, the money, after all, is going to be going to the club. That's what it's all about. Yeah, it's not to do the money though. You know, well, not for the cup final anyway. I, I just think it was almost like blackmailing people to renew for the next season. It was. I just don't. I don't agree. I suppose. I mean, I just 
I don't know how other clubs work, like Hearts, not just with loyalty points, but you have to have an account with Hearts to buy tickets. So it's always on record what you buy. You can't. And it's partly to do with stopping certain people getting into games. You know, I think it's like you have to have an account registered for 24 hours before you can buy a ticket. Mm-hmm. Like even if you just, if you wanted to walk to go to the Hearts game when you were in Edinburgh, you couldn't just buy a ticket that day. Which someone I know found out who was just wanting to go to the game. They couldn't just get a ticket that day. They'd have to register account and have it registered for 24 hours before. It's, I mean, part of it was to stop, you know, certain individuals who we banned from getting in. So I don't know how other clubs enforce that then. Like, how do you stop banned individuals getting in if you can just pay at the gate? Yeah, I don't know. I just never know. No idea. It's been years since I had to pay at the gate. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, we'll moving on, though, we'll look at the, the Paul Band charity bet that, that I took on last week and it was only four matches that I chose and you still got it wrong Jesus and Christ. I still got it wrong correct yep did you get any right of course of course I went for get... Ross County to beat Queen of South they did that they, they humped them 5-3 I went for Celtic to beat St Johnson they did that and I went for Cowdenbeath to beat Airdrie United and that was a draw unfortunately and Aloha to beat Annan and that was a draw so 50% that's okay. It's a, your teams get beat. It's, a bad, it's a bad time to be making bets. Yep. It's a bad yeah. time right, so, bets. yep, it's a bad time to be making bets. So <laughs> now's your chance, Laura. You're taking over the Paul well, Band charity bet. There's no option, so I've decided to go totally random, bit of continental flavour, bit of bit of everything in here. I've been doing this as we've been doing the doing the the podcast. Yeah, you didn't even watch the highlights, Laurie, so... I... <laughs> Aye, well, that's my excuse, I can look. So I've gone for a bit of Wigan, Man City, Real Madrid, Malaga, Napoli, Cheltenham and Stoke. How <laughs> many's I... that? Oh, what? <laughs> it's, it's like one of the last ones you'll put on, so I decided to make... I mean, I'm pretty... The Cheltenham and Stoke ones I'm unsure of, but... You need to. I needed to push the odds up a bit. It was just rubbish odds otherwise. So this is twenty twos or something. This is over twenty to one. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Wigan at home to Wolves. Right. Man City at home to QPR. Mm-hmm. Real Madrid at home to Mallorca. Malaga at home to Sporting Gijon. Napoli at home to Siena. Cheltenham at home to Torquay. Stoke at home to Bolton. Now, Stoke have been on a bit of a bad run, but they're still good at home, and they think they drew Everton and then Arsenal the last two games. I fancy them to send Bolton down. Um, Cheltenham, Torquay. Out of those, I think it's going to be QPR that's screw it, because I think Man City are going to bottle it. Think so? Well, yeah. If you want, you can take them out if you want. You're still, It's not going to take much off the odds. <laughs> you can always take Man City mm. out. Half of me didn't want to put on because I'm desperate for them to do it. Because I. There must be teams in red. I just hate Man United so much. I just don't want to. To be right. honest, I would be surprised if both of them slipped up because people seem to be forgetting that Man United actually have to play a game. It seems to be like, oh, it's down to Man City QPR, yeah. decider. You know, Man City have to win to win the league, or if they slip up, then Man. But everyone seems to have forgotten that Man United await Sunderland, who aren't a bad team. Yeah. So, right, that's it. We'll get the, the, the lorry charity bet on and we'll see. Do you want to answer out? Yeah, I, don't, I mean, to be honest... No, I'm, I'm happy going with what you went for because, uh, well, I, I went for an easy one last week. I, I thought, right, the champions are, are going to win 
that have shown that they're the best teams in the league. And well, I only got fifty percent right. So yeah, it's it's a lottery. Because and you've heard all my predictions, so I would the bar listening to me, I Yeah, Chris had one week. Yeah, have you seen Man City and have you seen QPR on the road? QPR yep. are the worst team in the league on the road. Man City are the. Is it just because it's too much in their favour that you think it's yep. about? QPR just... desperate. They need the win. Well, they're getting relegated <laughs> effectively. No. So, no. It's, it's not quite. It's not quite as simple as that. I've but you never know because. Aye, because if there's always that, but I think Bolton will be when it's good or not. I see. Well, yeah, well, it doesn't matter then. It's going to lose anyway. Yep. <laughs> That's just the week to be betting on. That's right. thing. Well, we'll put Look, it on it's anyway because we've got 140 in the pot, and we'll put it all on. Put it on. Put 140 on it. Right, 140 <laughs> on. Three and a half grand, man. Go on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. We'll, we'll go on. We'll have. For the last time this season, we'll see if we can predict the scores in the upcoming SPL games. Oh, we're not having a Scottish Cup prediction next week. Ah, hi. Did you not listen to what I said? In the, SP- in the SPL. I said it's the last time we'll be doing it in the SPL this season. Ah, <sighs> oh, you switched off there, Chris. I did. Yeah. Sorry, I'll let you off it. I'll let you... <laughs> Just edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> My magic button doesn't do that. <laughs> Yay, magic button reference. Oh, I'm right. going to start playing bingo in this podcast. <laughs> magic button. See, Laurie doesn't know about this magic button. But Laurie, <laughs> I'm telling you, this magic button sorts out the editing. It does it all for you. You press one button, bam, that's it, done. Oh, I see. Done. You can take out bits when and move things around, can you? What, what do you mean, take out bits, move things around? No. I think when I edited, I just did that. I went through and took out bits when people said spoke for too long and moves no. conversations between bits eh? no that doesn't happen anymore last week I pressed the button it done it and I and I released it I didn't even listen to it before I released it I just went for well, it I take out people's hesitations and stuff and that's what the, the magic button does closet. that's what the magic button does oh Laurie I'll tell you all about this when we finish right. I don't believe it right. don't believe it's, it's magic just put it that way so when people stumble over their words this magic button gets rid of it everything Everything oh, is polished. A liar. It's polished. Yep. No, you can't. No, you, you can't just take out when people stutter over something and say it on. Oh yeah, well, it makes me sound less boring. It's that good, this button. <laughs> <laughs> now you're definitely speaking at your ass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Going on to the right. Aberdeen against St Mirren. I'm putting every game nil nil. Right. <laughs> okay, yeah. I've literally just saved that as my predictions. I'm bound to get at least one game right there, and that's probably what. <laughs> Right, so Laurie's gone 0-0. No, 0-0 no. No, no, every game. 0-0 no, no, every game, right. That's going to speed things up a bit, right? Aberdeen, yeah. Simmering. That's all I'm saying, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go 0-0 no, no as well for this one. I'm going 0-0 no, no as well. There's been 15 draws for Simmering, 13 for Aberdeen, and only Kamala can they compete with that with 14 draws. So this is bound to be a draw, and it these rivals nine each. All right. Dunfermline against Kilmarnock it's uh, Dunfermline's last game in the SPL probably not ever but it's their last game this season and I think they're going to win this one I think it's going to be their second home win of the season I just think that it's just a, a wee send off for the fans and maybe a wee pitch invasion to follow that I'm going pitch to invasion. Oh, oh yes pitch invasion. a pitch invasion yep that's it I'm going to put that in the prediction <laughs> just because it's, it's the last game of the season and they're going to win at home, again. But they're getting relegated. They're not going to have a pitch invasion. I bet they're going to win at home. The season ticket fans will be loving it. 
Right. <laughs> no, they won't. <laughs> right. I bet you're five or there's not a pitch invasion. God, you just keep quiet. You can speak in your bit. Right, I'm going to do that. Right, oh, Laura, you've went no, no. Anyway, so you don't yep. get to speak in your bit. <laughs> right, Chris. Oh, I'm going to go the other way. One no, come on, look. I don't think about a pitch invasion. I don't think you'd be able to tell. It's East End Park. There's only about five people who attend East End Park these days. So if there's a pitch invasion, it's just a couple of guys wandering about the pitch. <laughs> just the subs coming on. <laughs> right, next game up is Inverness against Hibs. I, well, we mentioned earlier that the, there could be a chance of Hibs overtaking them in the league. I don't know. Right, I'm going to go 2-1 Hibs. A win for Hibs and they'll end the season with more wins in Inverness than they have had at uh, in Edinburgh. <laughs> right, but you've went for 0-0 well, anyway. Well, how are they going to win 0-0? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said if there's a win for Hibs, it's going to be 0-0, so I'm, I'm just saying if. No, no. Right, Chris. No, no, Hibs win. Uh, yeah, I'm going 2-1, Hibs. <laughs> right, good. Right, and then that's it, the bottom six, done for. That's them, gone. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. right then we're on to Sunday's games, and Celtic are playing Hearts, and that's on Sky Sports. I'll just double check. It's on Sky Sports 4. And, well, Celtic will be getting the trophy, won't they? Yep. They'll be getting presented with the trophy. I hear that uh, Lennon will need to wait, is it 15 minutes following the full-time whistle before he can come onto the pitch? Something like that. Alright, so it'll be 15 minutes after the... It always takes that long to set these things up anyway. They need to get the, the wee stand out and they need to get the, the streamers and stuff out. And... The guy the guy that runs a helicopter, he's got the day off. Aye. Neil, Lennon, <laughs> and jo- Neil Lennon and John Terry can get a wee support group together, you know. <laughs> We have we have to wait till afterwards to get our trophies. <laughs> Not that John Terry be lifting anything anyway, probably. Maybe. Right, so I Celtic are going to win this one because they're just going to. It's just going to be a party. Uh, I'm going to. Go. Who's going to play? I can't decide who's going to play for either team. It could be. Aye, <laughs> I, I don't know. There'll be players on the pitch anyway. Right, two 0 Celtic. You think it's all over? <laughs> right, well. Laurie, I'm skipping past you. You went no, no. Right, yep, Chris. No, no. <laughs> uh, Hearts have still got that fifth place to secure. But then oh. St. Johnston are only going to beat Rangers, so I'm yeah, 2 1 Celtic. Who cares? 2 1 Celtic. Craig beat you to score and do his uh, beat you around Parkhead. <laughs> Consolation goal. 6 <laughs> 0 <Six-nil, laughs> down, just do it anyway. <laughs> Top off, do the beat you around the cup. Uh, and the next game up is Motherwell against Dundee United. You can play the Champions League music in this game. <laughs> Just <laughs> to wind up United fans. <laughs> we did that. We we played the Champions League music when we beat Aberdeen to seal the seal second place. Do you not remember what we did at Ibrox the week after, Craig? No. We went to Ibrox. Remember Rangers couldn't catch us for second, so we all the Hearts fans took newspapers. I just <laughs> held up the newspapers, look, reading them instead of watching the game. <laughs> and then when Rangers scored, all the Hearts fans cheered as well. Oh, it was good fun. That's just cheeky. It's great when you get to the end of the season and you can do things like this. I remember being at Easter Road a few years ago and it was a season where Scott Brown was coming to us after the summer and Scott Brown scored for Hibs against us and we cheered. <laughs> I remember you, you mentioned that on Twitter, didn't you, when they were trying to find the... Players who've scored for and against their current, their current, their current club, clubs. Yeah, because yeah, Mark Wilson was another one, obviously. 
There can't be many who've scored for their previous club against the club that they were going to go to. I mean, there can't be many that that did that. I think it was... No, I mean, I mean Scott, that was Scott Brown was already signed up by then, so... That must be... Did Stokes score against Celtic? Hey, maybe. You like the same players he scored against, yeah. <laughs> so the Rangers. <laughs> so, Motherwell against Dundee United, I'm going to go for a... A draw here, 1-1. No, 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 for a lot of it. It's kind of a damp squad bus game, isn't it? He's looking forward to this I one. I know, yeah. Who yeah. cares? Um, I think United are win one now, just for a laugh. And we'll, we'll probably still find it funny. And then the final game I've got here is St. Johnson against Rangers. And St. Johnson just they fell apart, really, since the split. Up until then, they were decent. But Rangers, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with them what team they're going to put out don't want to have a nice send off you know last game in the SPL and that last game ever last game in the SPL this season you're right yep and that's going to be a, a last game ever yep last game this, ever. this season <laughs> 2-1 Rangers it could be this would be the last game as Glasgow Rangers football club look not it's pretty much looking like that'll be the case until you're what Rangers Rangers Athletic 2012 Zombie yeah, Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the 12 clubs vote. I think the 12 clubs should vote. Right, we'll keep them in. That's fine. They can have their new call. That's fine. But we get to pick the name. <laughs> 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 you know, like, you're like at the end of uh, Inglorious Bastards where he lets them live, but he carves in the big swastika on yep. his head so they always yeah. know. He's, you could, like, call him something like, you know, I don't know. Think of something that's not too offensive but sums up the fact what it is. Dead. Good chaps United. <laughs> Good chaps United. <laughs> I'm stuck with zombie Rangers. <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think Rangers should be voted down, but she got a 114 point deduction. Well, they're not going to be in there very long then, are they? <laughs> exactly. 114. It's about a random number. It's not 238 times 3. <laughs> but you couldn't give them all that at once. There wouldn't be any point in that. Exactly. <laughs> They'd be relegated straight away. Then they would just choose to go to the third division and sporting integrity would be maintained. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> right, what are you thinking for the score, Chris? Uh, I'm thinking I don't care. So I'm going to say 2-1 Rangers. <laughs> right. So that's us done. That's the, the final predictions for the SPL for this, this season. That's it done. And now... And, well, before we finish the podcast, I thought I'd bring up the chicken. Did you see the chicken tonight? No, no. I know which one you mean. I've heard about it. I didn't see it. I wasn't watching. Oh, it was good. There's a video on the forum. In fact, forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk It's a place to be if you want to see a video of a chicken on a football pitch. You know what? I think we should leave it at that. If you, if you want to know what the chicken is, you have to go to the forum, G. That's it. Good thinking thinking Chris and you know I was thinking something else 43 episodes of the podcast and I don't think I've thanked people for listening so I think I should thanks for listening Wait, are you going to name them all well I could do I could do we've got another minute so I, got another minute, so I could get through them but I'm not going to but yeah uh, 
just thanks for listening, basically. I've enjoyed it. 43 episodes. We've got another two more, I think, this season. Before we we finish, we'll have the next week and then we'll have the one following the cup final. But yeah, I've enjoyed it. And, well, I'll definitely be back next season. Hopefully, Chris Laurie, hopefully you'll join me. I wish you was like if it's just you. Craig <laughs> talking to himself. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if that would be very exciting because I think I am the boring element of the, the podcast. But yeah, well, what we could do is we could do a trial. I could just do like a two-hour podcast during the Euros and it'll just be me just talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, that won't happen. Hey, right, but thanks, thanks for coming on. Thanks for making a comeback, Laurie. It's all right. I've nothing else to do now. Finish uni. I'm just bored. You bored? Need <laughs> <laughs> a real job now. Stop tax dodging. What you got a real job? I have to say, I've got a job anyway. <laughs> just dead lazy. Yeah. Oh, because I work part time. I had to balance it out. None of this laziness. <clears throat> and Chris, this is—you've been on the podcast ever present, I think, since. The seventh of February. Wow, that's must be due to injury. I you can hold out, take an injection, and just hold <laughs> out for the last two. Oh, you make me like Kyle Lafferty now. Take it for the team. <laughs> was it before that that he had his uh, when he was away at the spa? Was that earlier? Was that was it as long ago as February? Aye, uh, it was a few weeks before that. Aye, when he was getting his nails done. Have you been back? I haven't, no. no. It's, it's been a while since my wife turned uh, a certain age. <laughs> Stop pretending it was because of your wife. We know you're into that kind of thing. Uh, I mean, I, I mean it's, it's quite nice being robbed to wear some Swedish bond. <laughs> Called Henrik. Called <laughs> Henrik. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to go and finish, finish some more Henry's Scottish lager. I enjoy that. Right, thanks for coming on. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye.